I have a take about Ukraine and the war going on there right now that I think is going to surprise you. I am fundamentally anti-war and I am avoid war at all costs. I hate the expense of this war. I hate the cost of lives because it's primarily everyday people that are being chewed up and spit out here. But I have a conclusion that I think will surprise you, but I hope you identify with it. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. As a general principle, I am anti-war. And I think a lot of people as a general principle feel that way, particularly if you understand the actual costs and effects of war. Millions, uh, I think the number is now nearly 10 million refugees have been created because of the war in Ukraine right now. I should say Russia's attacks on Ukraine have created 10 million Ukrainian refugees. I don't care what you say, I have a problem with that. It's, it's a humanitarian nightmare to have a million refugees, but to have 10 million people flee a country going anywhere they can because another country, two sovereign nations, because one sovereign nation has said, hey, we're coming over there and we're taking over cities, towns, regions, we're making them ours. That's a problem. I'll always have a problem with it. And so war not only creates refugees, it always creates refugees. War creates an enormous number of casualties. And the casualties are rarely executives, CEOs, millionaires, billionaires. The casualties are almost always working class people that are basically being used as expendable humans. And that's on all sides of the war, whether you are defending yourself from an outside attacker or you're the one doing the outside attacking War chews up everyday people and spits them out. War destroys culture, communities, towns, civilization, art, businesses, infrastructure. Not only does it cost billions and billions of dollars, war like what we see going on in Ukraine costs hundreds of billions and even into the trillions of dollars to recover from. I mean, just an astronomical waste of money, waste of resource. I mean, just enormously so. And so I hate what's going on, but I I have a very strong viewpoint about it. I loathe that the United States is spending so much money on it. And I'm going to say that without equivocation. I mean, it's, you know, every week you see, 10 million, 10 billion rather, more dollars has been allocated. It's now, I, th- I think over $100 billion from the United States has been spent. It's been going on for a year. And 
You know, again, we try to get money for so many other things. No, no, no. And all of a sudden, there's $100 billion that can be allocated for this. There, there are hundreds of billions of dollars being allocated for Silicon Valley Bank. You know, it's, you know, Tupac was right. You know, we got money for war, but can't feed the poor. And so, so yeah, I'm enormously frustrated by it all. It's costly. It's in money, in infrastructure, in buildings, in lives. It's, it's just devastation incarnate. And for a year, the country of Ukraine has just been put through a meat grinder. And if the war ended today, what would be left would be a country that had been torn up all over. And it's, it's not okay. And, and so even though I'm anti-war, what do you do when one sovereign nation invades another? Listen, I wish that this could have been resolved with diplomacy. I think everybody does. No, everybody doesn't. The war machine doesn't wish that this was resolved with diplomacy. You know, Lockheed Martin and arms manufacturers, they don't wish this was resolved with diplomacy. I do. Diplomats often do. Peacekeeping people do. I wish this could have been resolved peacefully. And truthfully, the only way that Ukraine ever would have accepted some kind of resolution is you go back to where you come from. You stay in your sovereign country, get out of our sovereign country, and we're going to be just fine. But Ukraine would never accept Russia taking over entire regions. They're attacking the country literally from the north, south, east, and west over the past year. It's never going to work. A country will never accept it. And so I want to tell you that in spite of my frustration on the cost, in spite of my frustration on the human toll, the infrastructure toll, in spite of all of that, I want to tell you my position right after the break. We'll have a quick word from some of our sponsors, and I'll be right back. Ukraine has to be able to defend itself. That's that's my conclusion. And we don't live in a world of, you know, we, we say, you know, no, no man, the quote is, no man is an island unto himself. You know, no country is an island unto itself, even countries that are islands. Like we are a deeply interconnected world, more so in 2023 than we've ever been. You know, 500 years ago, people living in that region may have literally no contact with people thousands of miles away who may not even know that the two places existed. That's not where we are today. It is dangerous for the safety and security of the world, for the whole world. It is dangerous for all of us, for a sovereign nation that has its own borders and boundaries to invade any other sovereign nation. 
period, point blank. I don't care. It would be dangerous for Ukraine to invade Russia. That would never happen in that way. But I'm not talking about friends and allies and enemies. It's always dangerous for any country to invade and attempt to take over by force another country in this world. What it does is it not only destabilizes both of those countries, it destabilizes the region and often destabilizes the world. It has a domino effect. It then causes other countries, particularly developing countries, to say, okay, that's how we're, that's how we're rolling right now? That countries are going to be allowed to invade and take over other countries? Now, let's do that to our east, to our north, to our south. Let's do that to our west. It is what Russia is doing is dead wrong. I understand the complicated geopolitical background. I understand the history of NATO. I understand the history of those two countries. It is wrong. With no asterisk, it is completely and totally wrong. I wish that the primary funders of all of this were the European countries that surrounded Ukraine, the European countries in the actual region. It is very true that in some ways this is a proxy war of the United States against Russia. Russia and the United States are clearly enemies, and the United States in a lot of ways is funding a proxy war, funding a war using other people, using the United States' own weapons but it's funding a war and giving weapons for a war and doing almost everything except sending soldiers. That I have a problem with. I wish all of the surrounding countries would have said, no, this is just not going to happen on our watch and here's what we're going to do. But this is the quagmire. Russia started this. It was completely, Russia is ginormous the landmass, the geography of Russia, it is so huge. They do not need to expand their borders even an inch. And what they're doing, invading countries, creating millions of refugees, destroying infrastructure, slaughtering people, it's wrong. I'm against it. And when that happens, Nations, almost always, if diplomacy fails, will have to use force to defend themselves. I wish that this could come to an immediate end. Uh, a lot of people who, who are funding and fueling this war seem to not want it to come to an immediate end. They are okay with grinding this out. I don't think there is an immediate end available right now. But I'm also convinced that a lot of the most powerful players behind this aren't even fighting or arguing for that. Not at all. Listen, I've got to run. Busy, busy day. Uh, I'm trying to take care of myself health-wise. I've got some blood work and other things that I'm about to run <laughs> to the doctor to do. I'm trying to lose weight. Uh, just trying to be much more mindful of of not just what I put in my body, but how I take care of myself. So... Uh, just doing some of that today, but I follow this war very closely every single day. I, I wish it could end tonight. It should. 
it's it's not good for Russia. Uh, it's certainly not good for Ukraine. Uh, it's primarily just good for the companies that are going to be getting continuing, not going to be, that are currently getting filthy rich off of all of this. But there has to be some end in sight. Love and appreciate all of you. And listen, if you're not yet subscribed, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast. It's completely free. Listen to every episode. Listen to all of the episodes. And if you're not yet a member of the North Star, please join today. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Money.